A medical worker describes terrifying lung failure and some really horrific, uh, just a horrific way to die from COVID-19. But even in his young patients, this isn't only killing the elderly. Uh, Also, Bill Gates is calling for a national tracking system for corona, which what this would mean is if you're not vaccinated, the government would know and they would be able to track you and possibly persecute you. I say possibly, but we have all read the book of Revelation, so we know where this is headed. All that and more on today's Peck Report. Hey, everybody. Hope you are doing well. We got a lot to talk about today. And, you know, it seems like in these uh, times that we're living in, it's it's really every day things are changing. And it's it's difficult to do a show like Peck Report because uh, I usually record these about a week ahead of time. And because of that, uh, it's, it's hard for me to stay up to date. So I try to give you information that is relatively timeless. That's the kind of stuff that we're going to be talking about today and every day on Peck Report. Also, there's been a little bit of a uh, uh, set redesign, um, so let me know what you think about that. We got some new pictures on the wall, some new lights behind me, a couple of new shots here. Um, I was thinking about going with uh, red and blue to match the pictures, uh, and I still might do that. Uh, of course, that's going to trigger some of the Freemasonry, uh, you, you know, uh, conspiracy theorists out there saying I'm a Freemason or whatever. But that's going to happen anyway. So uh, I don't, I don't uh, mind that so much. But let me know your thoughts. I want to know what you think. Um, now, uh, yeah, on Peck Report, it, it is difficult because we do these a week, a week ahead of time. And so what we've done is we've looked into. Um, my my web team has looked into doing live broadcasts directly from the Daily Renegade website, dailyrenegade.com, uh, because those of you who follow the show, then you know that we've essentially been banned from YouTube. Uh, we're, we're not going to be able to post for a very long time, if at all. We do have a backup YouTube channel we've been using, but it's only a matter of time that they're going to shut that down too, of course. The best place to go is dailyrenegade.com. And listen, because... Uh, YouTube has been our main source of traffic, and without having that, it's very, very difficult for us to get the word out about Daily Renegade. So we we rely on you guys to do it. Even if you're not paying members but you enjoy the content and you find it helpful, please help by sharing dailyrenegade.com. Share this video from the website. Um, or if you find it on one of our alternate platforms, we're on BitChute, Brighteon, you know, we're, we're in a lot of places. If you find it from there, you can share it from there too. But the, be- the best place, because the only, the only place that we actually have full control over is dailyrenegade.com. That is the safest place. So if you're able to, please share this video from the website, dailyrenegade.com. Share it from the website. Get a membership if you haven't already. Um, I've been I've been pushing this off as much as as long as possible, uh, but because of all the changes, because of all the censorship, it's looking like in the near future we might have to increase the price for new members. Now that's not going to affect uh, prices for 
current members. So if you're already a member or if you get a membership today, it's not going to affect you. The price will be the same, but this would be for new members. Uh, and the reason that we have to increase the price is because we just don't have the traffic uh, that we were getting from YouTube. So we don't have as many member signups because just not as many people know about it. So one, one way that we can avoid having to raise prices at all is by you all of you sharing videos, sharing my videos, even if you share them to make fun of them, you know, it's okay to disagree. It's totally fine to disagree. We'll take the publicity. We, you know, that would be so, so, you know, like I, I joke around and say our good friends at right wing watch help us out quite a bit by giving us some free publicity on their website. Of course they're doing it to make fun of us, but uh, you know, we'll take what we can get. Um, so, that's what's going on with Daily Renegade today. You know, everything with the quarantine has has severely slowed things down for many of you as well. Um, and so we're trying to figure out ways that we can still get you uh, the content that, that you want. You know, we, we want to be that one beacon in all of this quarantine haze. We want to be that one beacon of light where you can go for just good, solid um Christian conservative information. You know, we, we, we want to be that for you. You guys are paying for it, so we want to give you your money's worth. Uh, the first thing that um, I want to talk about today, there's been a, a pretty horrifying story, and this isn't sensationalist. You know, I, I don't like that kind of stuff. I, I don't like um, exaggerating already bad scenarios and bad circumstances just to get clicks. Uh, never, never really enjoyed doing that, but um, there's a new report there's a new uh, article from from an actual medical worker uh describing not only how terrifying lung failure f uh for corona uh, coronavirus victims is but dispelling the rumor that this is only hitting elderly people this is not only hitting elderly people it's killing young people too no no one's exempt from this so uh we we really got to we we really got to know what we're looking at. It's it's really important that we have the right information so we know how to properly, um, how to properly respond to this. You know what what to do, and it, it's really difficult because you know we can't trust our mainstream media. We there's there's really not a lot of media that you can trust. Independent sources are better, uh, in my opinion, and of course I'm biased because I'm I am one of those independent sources. Um, independent sources are better, but but even still, you know when you're when you're watching any news program or getting information from anywhere, uh, it's it's going to be biased. You know, bias in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, what's bad is when people don't admit to their biases. So like me, I am totally biased. I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. Uh, and when you, when you watch Peck report, you're going to get the news filtered through that lens. But at the same time, I'm also pro truth. You know, I'm, I'm anti lies as much as humanly possible because we're all imperfect. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't like dealing in, I, I don't like sensationalism because I think it only hurts people. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt you just so I get more views like that. That is like the epitome of selfishness. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm anti sensationalism. I believe in just giving all of you the information that you need so you can make informed decisions on what's best for you and your family and how to, how to prepare for, um, how to prepare for everything that's going on. So because of that, it's really important that we look at all the facts and not just believe everything we read online. And, and I think, you know, if we're all honest with ourselves, I think pretty much all of us can say with this coronavirus thing that at some point or another, we were wrong. 
for me, I didn't think this was going to be as big of a deal as it turned out to be. I, I thought that it was hyped up. I thought that the the mainstream media was using it against Trump, which they are doing that to a certain extent. Of course, they're going to take any opportunity they can uh, to to take a swipe at Trump. I, I think that that's part of it. Um, but I, I don't believe this is as overblown as some people are still saying it is. I, I really hope that that you've all been able to prepare um, and that you're going to the grocery store and that you're you're buying food. I think last week I said the the best way to do it right now is to go 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 to the store more frequently and get a little extra. You know, don't panic buy. Um, things have shifted, things have progressed, and now I'm saying every time you go to the store. Treat it as if that is the last time that you're going to be able to go to the store because a lot of right now a lot of stores are getting wiped out. They're getting uh, a lot of businesses are getting closed down, um, and it's it's getting really bad. So you need to prepare if you haven't already. I don't know. I I I really don't know what to tell you. You 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 need you need to do something. I I don't know what can be done at this point, but uh, the most important thing is not only to prepare physically but spiritually as well. So we don't want to we don't want to live in fear. You know, we can we can still have fun. Um you you can you can treat this as a, some good quality time with your family. It wasn't that long ago that people lived like this all the time pre-internet, uh pre-television, you know, 100 years ago this is how people lived. They they just lived at home and you know, they they would go to work if if they had a job that they, you know, went went to work, but you know, a lot of people just stayed at home. They would hunt for their food, they would they would garden, they would do a lot of the stuff that now because of the uh, coronavirus outbreak because of the pandemic and because of everything getting shut down, we're having to relearn these skills. So uh, hopefully you've been able to to learn how to do some of this stuff. Gardening is always a great thing. Uh, we're we're certainly starting to do that here. Um, but at least at least keeping some food stocked up because we don't know how long this is going to last. La- last week I said that we're going to prepare for a year. That's what we're doing. And some of the reports that are coming out are saying that might not even be enough. Uh, some of the more recent reports are saying we're, we're, we we could be looking at a year and a half. Not saying that to scare anybody, not saying that to fear monger, just it's good to be prepared. And if you prepare for a year and a half, two years, and then you it turns out that this is over in a couple of months and you don't uh, you, you didn't need to prepare. What's what's the worst case scenario for you? The worst case scenario is that you don't have to go to the store for a while. So uh, that's that's not a bad thing. You, you'll still eat the food. You know, it's not going to go to waste. Um, but if you don't prepare, if you take the attitude that some have taken, ah, this is overblown. It's going to be over in a in a month. You know, uh, it's just like swine flu and all that stuff, and that that blew over really fast. If you take that attitude, and if you're wrong. You're putting yourself and your family in jeopardy. Uh, so you don't want to do that. I mean, you know, Scripture says that somebody who, who doesn't take care of their family, who doesn't provide for their family, is worse than an infidel in, in the eyes of the Lord. And, you know, that, that brings up the spiritual component of all this. Of course, we got to be prepared physically, but you got to be prepared spiritually as well. We're not supposed to be living in fear, but we are to be wise. We are to store up when things are good. You know, we, we are to prepare for famines. Just because we live in the 20th century doesn't mean that famines don't happen anymore. They still happen. They can happen to you. They can happen to me. They can happen to anybody. Uh, so we're, we're, we're told to be wise, but uh, spiritually we have to be grounded. Don't live in fear. Uh, you know, get, use this time to get closer with Jesus, if anything else. Um, if you're watching this and you're not saved, now would be the time. Uh, we don't know how bad this is going to get, and you got to prepare for your eternal life even more than you have to prepare for your physical life, because this physical life is going to come and go. You know, you're 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 alive today, but there's no guarantee you're going to be tomorrow. 
There is a guarantee, though, that you will die at some point, and you want to be prepared for that. So now is the time to, uh, if, you, if you've been putting it off, don't wait. What's the point of waiting any longer? You know, even, even, if, even if you're not really affected by coronavirus in any way, you know that this life is going to end sometime. You, you will have a day that you die. What's next? You know, you, 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 might, you might think nothing comes next, but again, what if you're wrong and you didn't prepare? If you're wrong and not prepared, you're in for an eternity of misery. And it's not because God is mean and he's just some angry, jealous, mean God up there just, just uh, throwing people into the lake of fire because they, they, they don't follow him. It's because he's, he's just and he's perfect. And when you're in eternity... When you leave this physical world, that includes time. You know, time is a physical property. It's a physical dimension, uh, just like space. That's time as well. When you enter in eternity, there is no longer any time to make that choice. There's no longer any time in which to repent and turn to Jesus. Uh, there, there's no time anymore. What you are when you enter eternity, that's what you are in eternity, in this state outside of time. Now, how exactly that works, what that experience is going to be like, I can't imagine what a timeless existence is. But there's no opportunity for choice uh, in this matter anymore at that point. So if you enter into eternity separated from God, separated from Jesus, that's like going into a nuclear reactor without a suit on. You know, Jesus is your suit. His blood is your covering. That's how you can approach God in eternity and you can be you can be covered by uh, the salvation of Jesus. If you if you go into eternity uh, without that, then you enter eternity separated from God, and there is no hope. There is no more reconciliation. Time is a gift from God uh, in order for us to make this choice to 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 come to Jesus and and repent and and serve Him, follow Him. You know, and so now now if, if you've been thinking about it and wondering if this is something you should do, what is holding you up? You know, I, I once heard from a friend of mine, he, he, he said that um, I was witnessing to him and trying to tell him about Jesus. And he said that he'll make that decision once he knows everything about it. Not going to happen. Um, and I, I and as far as I know, he's still not a Christian, but he has been asking me for prayer lately. So, you know, pray for my unnamed friend. I don't want to say his name on the air and embarrass him. But uh, I do I do believe that, you know, there's still hope. He, there's still breath in his lungs. So there's still hope. So keep him in prayer, please. But uh, but I think a lot of people have that attitude. They don't want to get into something until they feel like they know enough about it. Uh, and you know, I, I can understand why some people feel that way. I mean, that's that's how you feel with, that's how we basically treat anything else in life. I mean, you know, if you're if you're going to take up a new hobby, you want to learn about it before you go out and try it. Usually, same like if you're going to pick a job, you probably want to learn about it uh, before you jump into it. But Christianity isn't really like that. Um, it, it, it's one of the only things in life that's not like that, and it's because it supersedes life. It's not bound to just this life. It's not Christianity isn't just something that you do, you know, in your day to day life. Um, there's elements of that, but that's not really what it is. Christianity is a relationship with your with your creator, with with who with, with the, the God that created you, the one and only true God, Yahweh of the Bible. It's a it's a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. So that's the only way, you know, Scripture says that's the only way to the fathers through the son. So the only way uh, to to be reconciled to God, because imagine this, you, you know, you, even if you're an atheist, I'm sure you would admit you're not perfect, right? None of us are. We're not perfect. 
Um, imagine, let's say, let's say you're wrong about the atheist stuff, just hypothetically. Uh, let's say you're wrong, you enter into eternity, and now you're standing before God. Again, with the timeless stuff, I don't know how all this works, but just for sake of argument, and because it's the only way our brains can process it, let's say you're, stand, you're standing before God, and now you are face-to-face -face with a holy and perfect God that you have rejected. And, you, you know, you might be thinking, well, I'm not rejecting him. I'm just, I just don't know. Well, you're hearing it now. So to, to not take his gift of salvation is, by definition, rejecting it. You know, that's just the definition of it. It's just rejecting. It doesn't mean that you're doing it coldly or it doesn't mean that you're a mean person about it. It just means you're, you're just rejecting it. Um, but imagine now you're face to face with your creator and through your whole life you've rejected him because you don't know when you're going to die. You could die tomorrow. That's why it's, it's not wise to wait. You, you've, you've rejected him and now you got to explain yourself. How, how could you possibly, uh, and, and one of the attributes of this God is that he, he's not going to be in the presence of sin. He's not going to be in, in, in the presence of anything but perfection. And we can't be perfect. We can't reconcile ourselves to God ourselves. And that's why God in the flesh, as Jesus Christ, died on the cross so that his blood, that, that's like a covering for us. His shed blood, his sacrifice is the ultimate uh, covering for us. So if we enter into eternity with that covering, then we can say, Jesus paid my price. You know, I know I, I've sinned against you. I've, I've done, I've, I, I am imperfect. I've done bad things in my life. And because you're a holy and just God, there must be a, a penalty for that because that's justice. That's just righteous justice. But Jesus paid my price. And, you know, so if you're a Christian, if you accept Jesus, then God can look at you and say, okay, come on in. You know, welcome to the family. If you don't have that covering, Again, it's like entering a, a nuclear reactor without a hazmat suit. If you don't have that covering, what are you gonna what are you gonna say? What are you gonna tell God? You know, it's kind of a popular thing for atheists to say that they'll tell God about all the bad things God did that they don't agree with. But but imagine you're standing face to face with a holy and perfect God. You you do you are you that confident that you, an imperfect human being, are going to be able to hold a perfect God to your standards? because he didn't meet your preferences, I wouldn't be so confident. Um, especially when he's offered you a, a gift. He's offered you a, a way in. And he doesn't really ask much of you. Just believe. That, that's it. Just believe. You know, you don't have to sacrifice animals. You, he, he's not asking you to um, give to charity and do all these wonderful things to earn your way into heaven. That's what separates Christianity from any other world religion. You don't earn your way to heaven. Every other religion you do. Christianity is the only one that says you you don't deserve heaven. You 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 deserve eternal torment in hell. Again, that that eternal that word eternal it doesn't mean forever. It means it means a state outside of time. It means that when you enter into God's domain, you deserve to be separated from him because you've sinned against him. We all have. We're not perfect, but God in his infinite wisdom, uh he knows we're not perfect. He he knows that, but he loves us anyway, and he even died to prove it. So, you know, think about that. If 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 you're wrong about the atheism stuff and you you stand before God, what are you going to say? You're you're not going to have anything that you can say. You know, at that point, you're going to see him for who he is, and and, and you're going to know what a 
terrible mistake you've made. Uh, and and there there will be no hope at that point. Your hope is now. So now's the time. So I, the only reason that I went into all that is to say it's not only that we should be spiritually prepared, or it's not only that we should be physically prepared, but we need to be spiritually prepared too. So hopefully that helps. Please share that with your atheist friends. Um, and uh, anybody who is watching who has not made that choice, I, I would... I would highly suggest that that you do. Again, you don't have to know any, everything about it. You just, you just. Jesus said you just need a, a mustard seed size of faith. So you know you don't need you don't even need much, but you need you you need to get reconciled, and you need to do that through Jesus. Uh, that's the that's the only way. Start a relationship with him. Pray to him. Tell him you you know you you know you're not perfect. You've committed sins, uh, and you 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 want to be saved. You don't want him to forget you in eternity. You you want to be saved as well. You you want to be able to go to heaven. You want to start serving him today. Uh, and again, serving him isn't just so you can get into heaven. At, at once, once you receive salvation, you're saved. Um, but so it's not about that. It's, it's about, okay, now that you've accepted his gift of salvation. And by the way, that's, I'm not saying a once saved, only saved, or, you know, always saved, once saved, always saved thing. I'm not saying that that's a whole other peck report, but but once you've made that choice, well, now what do you do? You can't just ignore him again and just not talk to him anymore and not develop a relationship. I mean, he he's a person, right? He's not just some entity out there in the ether, just some unconscious uh, force. He's 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 a person. So you know, if you if you if you meet a person for the first time and then you don't ever talk to him again, he's not going to consider you a friend. You know, so if you really want to want him to be your father, want what you you want to be in his family, you want to be adopted into his family, you got to continue the relationship, get get to know him, start talking to him, start praying to him, read read the Bible, start learning about him, uh and and allow him to work in your in your life. Uh he'll he'll tell you what to do. G- Jesus um told told us what what he wants us to do. And then once you make that choice, then welcome to the family. We're happy to uh count you as our new brother or sister in the Lord. All right. So the first story that um, I want to talk about here is uh, it, it is pretty horrific, but I think it's important. Th- this disease is not only killing old people. So that is um, an over, it, it's just not true. It's just not true. So uh, pro pro uh, publica here put out this report from a medical worker. Um, it says as of Friday, and and it's not this whole article isn't it's it's it contains the words of a medical worker who just found out how horrific this is even even in young people so no one is exempt from this we all got to be washing our hands and yes staying inside and i know that people don't like the government telling them what to do it it really does go beyond this it's ju- it's it's just you don't you don't want to get sick you don't want someone else getting you sick and you don't want to make somebody else sick. That's really all it is. At this point, I'm not, I'm not really caring what the government is saying. It's it's just good common sense. Now, again, you're not. That doesn't mean you sacrifice your rights or anything like that for for some sense of security. I mean, this this goes beyond politics at this point. This is it goes beyond that. It's it's you you don't you don't know for two weeks. Uh, you know when you when you catch this, you don't know for two weeks uh, that you're sick. So you can be spreading this to other people and essentially getting other people killed possibly. Um, and they could be doing that 
to you. So we, we don't want that. It's a good idea to limit your exposure to other people as much as possible. You can still go to church. You can do that online. There's no reason not to. You can still have fellowship through chat rooms and uh, through through comments and stuff like that. So you're not forsaking the fellowship. You know, going to church every Sunday doesn't get you into heaven anyway. That's not what it's about. Um, so there, there, there are ways around that. But, but the, 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 this myth that it's only attacking old people, uh, it, it really needs to stop. Uh, and so th- this this came out recently, but it says, as of Friday, Louisiana was reporting 479 confirmed cases of COVID-19, one of the highest numbers in the country. Ten people had died. The majority of cases are in New Orleans, uh, which now has one confirmed case for every 1,000 residents. So this number is climbing. New, or- New Orleans uh, had held Mardi Gras celebrations just two weeks before its first patient with more than a million revelers in its streets. So see, even there, I mean, I'm sure people there were saying, you know, we should be able to do whatever we want to do. But look, look how many might have been infected because of that, because of that social gathering. It's just right now it's not wise to do this kind of stuff. The writer of the article says, I spoke to a respiratory therapist there whose job is to ensure that patients are breathing well. He works in a medium-sized city hospital's intensive care unit. We are withholding his name uh, and employer as he fears retaliation. Before the virus came to New Orleans, his days were pretty relaxed, nebulizing patients with asthma, adjusting oxygen tubes that ran through the nose or in the most severe cases, uh, setting up and managing ventilators. His patients were usually older with chronic health conditions and bad lungs. There, there's something else before we get to this. This is the way that this is the way that it happened with the Spanish flu. It, it attacked the old people first, and then there was a second wave that hit the young people. And it seems like coronavirus is following that same trend. Uh, so... Um, it says that since last week, he's been running uh, ventilators for the sickest COVID-19 patients. Many are relatively young, 40s and 50s, and have minimal, if any, pre-existing conditions on their charts. He's overwhelmed, stunned by the manifestation of the infection, both its speed and intensity. The the ICU, where he works, has essentially become a coronavirus unit. He estimates that his hospital has admitted dozens of confirmed or presum- presumptive corona virus patients about a third have ended up on ventilators that's another problem too uh hospitals are running out of beds they're running out of ventilators they're running out of equipment um so if you get this it's no guarantee that you're going to be able to just go to the hospital and get it taken care of and there are even people in the hospital who still die from it anyway some of which are pretty young his hospital had not prepared for this volume before the virus first appeared nor has basically any hospital because nobody expected this Uh, One physician had tried to raise alarms, asking about negative pressure rooms and ventilators. Most staff concluded that he was overreacting. Quote, they thought the media was overhyping it, end quote, the respiratory therapist told me. Quote, in in retrospect, he was right to be concerned, end quote. Uh, So this person talked to the article writer about why exactly uh, he had been so alarmed, and his account has been condensed and edited for clarity. So this is what he says. This is all quotes. Uh, So he says, quote, reading about it in the news, I knew it was going to be bad, but we deal with the flu every year. So I was thinking, well, it's probably not that much worse than the flu. But seeing patients with COVID-19 completely changed my perspective, and it's a lot more frightening. Uh, I have patients in their early 40s, and yeah, I was kind of shocked. I'm seeing people who look relatively healthy with a minimal health history, and they are completely wiped out like they've been hit by a truck. This is knocking out what should have been perfectly fit, healthy people. Patients will be on minimal support on a little bit of oxygen, and then all of a sudden they go into complete respiratory arrest, shutdown, and can't breathe at all. 
This is this is end, end quote. This is one of the worst ways that a person can die. We really need to keep these people in prayer for healing because th- this is horrific. Th- this is this is like drowning, but worse. Um, so it, it continues. Uh, quote. We have an observation unit in the hospital, and we've been admitting patients that had tested positive and are uh, presumptive positive. Positive. These patients that had been in contact with people who were positive, we go and check vitals on patients every four hours, and some are in uh, continuous cardiac monitor. So we see that their heart rate has a sudden increase or decrease, or someone goes in and sees that the patient is struggling to breathe or is unresponsive. That seems to be what happens to a lot of these patients. They suddenly become unresponsive or go into respiratory failure. It seems like this this thing can happen just just basically overnight. One 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 day they're they're okay or got they have a, a little case of the sniffles and then the next day they're they're gone. Um it's called acute respiratory distress syndrome ARDS this or ARDS that means the lungs are filled with fluid and it's notable for the way the x-ray looks the entire lung is basically whited out from fluid patients with ARDS are extremely difficult to oxygenate it has a really high mortality rate about 40% the way to manage it is to put a patient on a ventilator the additional pressure helps the oxygen go into the bloodstream High mortality rate, about 40%. You might be thinking that's not that high, but that's that's the mator- uh, mortality rate um, with a hospital, with a ventilator, with, with, with everything that somebody needs. And even with all of that, it's still as high as 40%. Imagine how much higher it is if you can't get to the hospital. Or, or if this happens overnight and you can't get to the hospital in time, or if the hospital doesn't have enough respirators or, or, or rooms because everybody's getting sick, imagine how much higher that mortality rate could skyrocket. And I think we'll, we'll probably get some more accurate numbers on that within the next uh, two weeks or a month or so. Normally, and look, you can see in these X-rays here, this is this is what this looks like the, the whited out part is is the fluid uh that's how it comes out in a x-ray but it says normally ards is something that happens over time as the lungs get more and more inflamed but with this virus with this virus it seems like it happens overnight when you're healthy your lung is made up of little balloons it's like a tree made out of a bunch of little leaves the lung is the lung is made of little air sacs that are called the uh, alveoli. When you breathe in, all those little air sacs inflate, and they have capillaries in the walls, little blood vessels. Uh, the oxygen gets from the air in the lung to the blood, so it can be carried around the body. Typically, with ARDS, the lungs become inflamed. It's like inflammation anywhere. If you have a burn on your arm, the skin around it turns red from additional blood flow. Uh, the body is sending it additional nutrients to heal. The problem is when that happens in your lungs, fluid and extra blood start going into the lungs, start going to the lungs. Viruses can injure cells in the walls of the alveoli, so the fluid leaks into the uh, alveoli. The telltale sign of ARDS in an x-ray is what's called ground glass opacity, and you can see that here in in these x-rays. It's like an old-fashioned ground glass opacity privacy window in a shower and lungs look that way because fluid is white on an x-ray so the lung looks like uh white ground glass or some sometimes pure white because the lung is filled with so much fluid displacing where the air would normally be um with our coronavirus patients, once they're on ventilators, most need about the highest settings that we can do, about 90% oxygen and 16 of PEEP, positive and ex, uh, ex, expiratory pressure, which keeps the lung inflated. That's nearly as high as I've ever seen. The level we're at, mean, the level we're at means we're running out of options. 
In my experience, uh, this severity of ARDS is usually more typical of someone who has near-drowning experience. They have a bunch of dirty water in their lungs uh, or people who inhale caustic gas, especially for it to have such an acute onset like that. I've never seen a microorganism or an infection process cause such acute damage to the lungs so rapidly. That's what really shocked me. Um, and, and listen... Look at this. You, you, this is horrific. You'll, you'll try to rip the breathing tube out because you feel like it's choking you. Uh, it first struck me how different it was when I saw my first corona patient go bad. I was like, holy S, uh, this is not the flu. Watching this relatively young guy gasping for air, pink frothy secretions coming uh, out of his tube and out of his mouth. The ventilator should have been doing the work of breathing, but he was still gasping for air, moving his mouth, moving his body, struggling. We had to restrain him uh, because, you know, at that moment you're panicking. You, you you don't know that these people are trying to help you because you're just, you're just in, it, it's, it's, it's fight or flight mode. You know, you're, you're, you're just pure adrenaline. You're, you're, you're struggling to breathe. You're, you're in psychosis almost. Um, the, uh, so they had to be restrained. I mean, imagine how horrific that would be. With all the coronavirus patients, we've had to restrain them. That uh, They really hyperventilate, really struggle to breathe. When you're in the mind state of struggling to breathe and delirious with fever, you don't know when someone is trying to help you, so you'll rip the breathing tube out because you feel like it's choking you, but you are drowning. Uh, you're drowning in the, with the own your own fluid in your own lungs. When someone has an infection i'm used to seeing the normal colors you'd associate greens and yellows the coronavirus patients with ards have been having a lot of secretions that are actually pink because they're filled with blood cells that are leaking into their airways they are essentially drowning in their own blood and fluids because their lungs are so full so we're constantly having to suction out the secretions every time we go into the rooms uh before this now now and you th this will sound familiar because this is just what we've seen with Everybody was, was basically like this. Before this, we were all joking. It's grim humor. If you're exposed to the virus and test positive and go into quarantine, you get paid. Uh, we were all joking. I want to get the coronavirus because then I get a paid vacation from work. And once I saw these patients with it, I was like, holy S, uh, I do not want to catch this. And I don't want anyone I know to catch this. I worked a long stretch of days last week and I watched it go from this novelty to a serious issue. We had one or two patients at our hospital and then five to 10 and then 20 every day. The intensity keeps ratcheting up more patients and the patients themselves are starting to get sicker and sicker. When it first started, we all had tons of equipment, tons of supplies. And as we started getting more patients, we started to run out. This is very likely to happen in all hospitals everywhere, your local hospitals. So it's something you need to be aware of. Um, and, and that's, that's if, if communities don't do what they need to do to protect themselves and, and each other. Uh, they had to ration supplies. At first, we were trying to get to use one mask per patient. Then it was just you get one mask for positive patients, another mask for everyone else, and now it's just you get one mask. I work 12-hour shifts. Right now we are running about four times the number of ventilators than we normally have going. We have such a large volume of patients, but it's really hard to find enough people uh, to fill all the shifts. The caregiver to patient ratio has gone down and you can't spend as much time with each patient. You can't adjust the vent settings as aggressively because you're not going into the room as often. And see that's that's the other thing these 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 hospitals uh they're not they're not staffed for this. 
There's no way they can be. So these these the nurses, the doctors, they can't go into each room as often as the patient needs in order to get this fluid out because it just builds right back up. They're not able to go into the room as often. And we're also trying to avoid going into the room as much as possible to reduce infection risk of staff to conserve personal protective equipment. So that's the other thing. If this, if the staff catches this as well, I mean, they're around these patients all the time. If they catch it as well, then there's nobody to take care of everybody else. Even if you survive, it can do long-lasting damage. And uh, so it continues uh, to conclude it here, but we are trying to wean down on the settings on the ventilator as much as possible because you don't want someone to be on a ventilator longer than they need to be. Your risk of mortality increases every day that you spend on a ventilator. The high pressures from uh, high vent settings is pushing air into the lungs and can overinflate those little balloons. They can pop. It can destroy the alveoli. Even if you survive ARDS, Although some damage can heal, it can do long-lasting damage to the lungs. Uh, they can get filled up with scar tissue. ARDS can lead to cognitive decline. Some people's muscles waste away, and it takes them a long time to recover once they come off the ventilator. There is a ver very real possibility that we might run out of ICU beds, and at that point, I don't know what happens if patients get sick and need to be intubated and put on a ventilator. Is that person going to die because we don't have the equipment to keep them alive? What if it goes on for months and dozens of people die because we don't have the ventilators? Hopefully we don't get there, but if you only have one ventilator and you have two patients, you're going to have to go with the one who has a higher likelihood of surviving. And I'm afraid we'll get to that point. I've heard that's happening in Italy. We're only, we're only about two weeks behind Italy right now. Um, so if it's that bad in Italy, give it another couple of weeks from the point of this recording. So one week after you're watching this and it's already happening in Italy and it's likely to already be happening, uh, at that point here in America. So we have to take this seriously and we really have to do everything we can to minimize the risk to yourselves and to everybody else. Again, this isn't sensational fear-mongering stuff. This is just being real. This is just the situation that we're in. We don't have time to play the conspiracy game anymore. This isn't one of those. This isn't one of those that we can play games with and uh, try to figure out what secret organization or, 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 you know, why is the government telling us this and really they're lying and we just, we don't have time for that. You know, that, that, that's just putting people at risk. Um, and I know that's not a popular message, but, you know, I, I hope that in the years that I've, I've been, uh, broadcasting. I, I hope in all those years I've built up enough trust with you all to to realize why else would I be saying this? It's not a popular message. It's not going to get me more views. It's certainly not going to get me any more uh, followers or fans. There's really nothing in it for me personally. It's because I'm not motivated by that right now. I'm motivated by getting the truth out to as many as will accept it. And uh, I, I, I it just in good conscience, I can't do anything but as best I can deliver the truth to you because for me to sensationalize it, that's risking somebody's life. And I don't care enough about clicks and views and money and, you know, all, all, all this, all the material stuff to, to risk someone's life over it. And, you know, for those of you who have been following me long enough, I, I hope that I've uh, been able to earn enough trust with you that you know that about me. I wouldn't be saying this on all, all everything that I'm saying in, in this Peck report. I wouldn't be saying it unless I absolutely believed it to be true, and if I'm not, if I wasn't living out that truth myself. So, me and my family were taking this extremely seriously, 
Um, we are staying inside as much as possible. We're keeping everything as clean as possible. Um, you know, we're, we're not going out, hanging out, uh, you know, going out to eat, you know, we're not doing all this stuff. We're keeping our kids indoors. Um, you know, we'll let them go play out in the yard, but we're, we're, we're not bringing them to other kids' houses. We're, we're just not, we, uh, we want to do everything we can to minimize the risk as much as possible. And at that, at this point, you know, it's not about, you know, letting the government stomp all over you. Look, if, if there if there is a serious push for the government to start stripping your rights away, then yes, absolutely fight against that. Um, be, because once they have that power, they're not going to give it up. And while it might not be as bad with Trump, at some point in the future, we're going to get another Democrat as president. You know, it's not like it's going to be Republican forever, as much as great as that would be. Uh, you know, Republicans got their problems too, though. But, but um at some point, a Democrat's going to be in power, and they will have access to that power. Uh, also, some are saying, you know, well, it's a, you know, some of the government are saying, well, it's a state of emergency. You know, we need to be able to have extra power over people, but uh, you know, j- just just for now. But who, who's to say once this blows over that they don't say, well, it could come back, so we need to maintain this power. Once you give the government power, they don't tend to let it go. So absolutely fight against fight against that if they're proposing to do that. But again, I I would be saying the same stuff even if the government never said uh, to to stay indoors, stay indoors. Uh, uh, you, you don't want to risk catching this or spreading it. Um, it. It's it's very serious. And if you're if you're one of these people that say, oh, this is you know if you're I, I could can't imagine you would be, but if you're still one of these people that say, oh, this whole thing is blown out of proportion, it's a false flag. There's nothing really going on. It's not that bad. Look, you are risking people's lives spreading that around. If I'm wrong, the worst thing that happens is somebody stays inside for a little while. That's the worst thing that happens. They're they're a little bit more isolated, but no one's going to die from it. If you're wrong, people are could could be dying of the uh, the worst possible death you can imagine. I mean, what we just read was horrific. I can't I can't imagine. I, we man, pe- people who have caught this, we really need to pray for. Even if you don't like them. And I I'm, I'm talking about even celebrities. And I don't like celebrities much either, but look, you got you got to pray for them. Uh pray that pray that they get over this and pray that they come to Jesus. Um, even if you consider them as enemies and I wouldn't even go that far. I just think they're kind of dumb sometimes, but, um, even if you consider them as enemies, uh, Jesus tells us to pray for even, even love our enemies, even those who persecute us. So you don't have an excuse. Um, but if you're spreading this stuff around that, this is all blown out of proportion. People don't really need to prepare. Uh, it's just, it's just a government thing to get control. And that might be an element of it. But if you're, if you're saying things online that that's, uh, convincing people to not take this as seriously as it is, you could be contributing to their deaths and deaths of who knows how many people they come in contact with. And look, for those of you who have been watching me, who have been following me all these years, when have you ever heard me say stuff like that? You know, when have you ever heard me sensationalize like that? That's not my shtick. That's not my thing. Um, it's just, it's just, it's a very serious time and we need to take it seriously. We can't be playing conspiracy anymore. Um, it goes beyond that. All right. We got more to talk about. Uh, Bill Gates is, uh, <laughs> speaking of conspiracies, uh, Bill Gates is calling for a, a national ID system for anti-vaxxers. And, and th- this, this could apply for if they come up with an anti, uh, coronavirus vaccine, this could apply. If you, if you choose to not get the vaccine, they could track you. 
Um, and, and look, I'm not telling you to get a vaccine. I, Christina and I, you know, we, we're not into the vaccine thing. We, I, 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 I there's, I don't trust it. You know, I, I, I just don't. Um, and we've done pack reports on that, but, but for this, for the free version of this pack report, I can't really talk too much about it because again, we're on the backup channel on YouTube, but YouTube will delete it. So best place to go, I'm going to talk about it in, in the next segment for members only, but best place to go is dailyrenegade.com. We do have to talk about this because it has serious implications, especially for Christians. Um, and and th- there is a, a serious thing here, that we a serious question we have to ask ourselves. Could the government weaponize this uh, in order to basically bring about everything that's prophesied in Revelation? You know, um, Mark of the Beast, that kind of stuff. Uh, so we, we do we do need to talk about that. Um, but again, we're going to have to save that for members only. Please go to dailyrenegade.com, dailyrenegade.com. Get a membership today if you haven't had a chance to already. And while you're there, we have several products that you really need to be stocking up on now while you still can because these things are going to be the first thing that you that um, uh, the government's going to shut down. And in many ways, they've already limited it a lot. So if you're like me and you depend on Kratom to get through the day because you have chronic pain... You need to stock up because this this is going to be the first thing to go. Uh, if you're able to stock up on this and stock up for a while because Kratom stays good for a long time, so you're safe storing it if you store it in a cool, dry place. But you, you don't want to face a day where you don't have anything to get through your chronic pain and all the pain comes back. I mean, that's something I think about all the time. So I've stocked up. You can go to, uh, at, at the beginning of this video, you saw a commercial for Tropic Health. We have that uh, on Daily Renegade. They accept credit cards. Coastline Kratom is also great. They do not accept credit cards, but they uh, they, they they do accept Zelle Pay. So you can you can set up a Zelle Pay, Pay account right on their website if you choose to go with Coastline Kratom. Both of these companies are great. And the reason that we put two of them up there is uh, so you have two good sources. If one runs out of stock, maybe the other one has some. So, I mean, you, you, we we did that uh, early on. Uh, we did that before we um, knew about coronavirus stuff. So, you know, I did that because maybe somebody has a preference of one company over another. I think both are great. Uh, but Kratom can really help with chronic pain and um in these times, you really need to stock up. So dailyrenegade.com, you can find a link to it there in the top, uh, very top of the website. You can also get CBD. CBD is another great thing to have. Uh, and you're, you're going to want to stock up on this too because people are buying it like crazy. And this is another thing that the government's trying to shut down. They're trying to ban. They're trying to ban Kratom. They're trying to ban CBD. And they're trying to ban the next thing I'm going to talk about. And actually, we found out through some uh, digging, uh, this was this next thing was the main thing why YouTube uh, deleted, they deleted like 30 of our videos. But this here, CBD Pure, CBD Pets, they test every batch to make sure that it's purely organic, it's clean, it's it's pure, uh, and and it's pesticide-free, all of that stuff. Uh, everything you want in a good CBD, dailyrenegade.com. And then uh, lastly, we also have colloidal silver. I am not going to tell you that this is going to cure a coronavirus uh, outbreak. You know, I, I have zero evidence of that. Um, I, I I would not say that. Now, me even talking about this, colloidal silver, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, we don't even, like, I don't know. 
out of the three things that we have available, colloidal silver is the thing that I have the least amount to say, you know, just because I, I don't I what I what I usually say is uh, like the way that I pitch it to people is you can use this to clean your countertops instead of using cancer causing chemicals in your sink. Uh, but there have been a lot of people saying that this is an immune booster. And I know that a lot of my audience uh, likes colloidal silver. So that's the reason that we we uh, have it available. But you can get that at dailyrenegade.com as well. Uh, Silver of Life is the number one rated pure colloidal silver. And th- this stuff, th- this this is what makes me really think there's, there's uh, you know, a lot of truth with, with some claims. Because YouTube said that... Uh, basically because we do these little, you know, we have, we have, we have links to colloidal silver in our descriptions and our videos. That's why they deleted, uh, our videos, a lot of our videos and banned our account for who knows how long, uh, is because of that. And I don't want to deprive you guys of something that might be actually helping. You know, again, I'm not making any claims about the product whatsoever, but uh, I don't want to deprive you of something that might be helping, again, just so I can get more clicks or more video views. If if, if the Lord believes in what we're doing, if, if, we're, if we're serving the Lord and taking every opportunity that we can uh, to serve him, then he'll, he'll bless this ministry. And, and if he doesn't want us doing this, then he won't bless it. Uh, but that, I, I, he has been blessing it, and, and I have heard from many of you that you've been blessed as well. So that's why, you know, I say that it, while you can get, get a membership at dailyrenegade.com. $10 a month or $100 a year, that's all it costs right now. That price could go up, so get it now while you can, while it's still cheap. The price will not go up for uh, existing members, so get it now while it's still cheap. DailyRenegade.com, you get the rest of this peck report. You get uh, our, our we, have a, we have over a dozen shows now. We have like 15 different unique shows from different hosts. You get the full versions of all that. What what else do you what else do you have going on right now? You're in quarantine, you know. You're at home. Uh, you're you're not going to waste your money on Netflix, who has made it known they hate Christians. You know, you're not going to give money to 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 a business that hates you. Uh, so go to Daily Renegade, binge watch some Daily Renegade. You have hours and hours and hours of stuff that can get you through this quarantine, and you can spend some time with your family. You know, put on an episode of Peck Report or put on an episode of Christian Contrarian with Gary Wayne, and and uh, get a conversation going with your family. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good thing to do. You can, you can have some great fellowship with your family, uh, and with us dailyrenegade.com. get a membership today. All right. So we're going to call it good for, uh, the free version here for everybody who hasn't become a member. Thank you so much for watching. Please share this video. Uh, please get a membership if you haven't already. So members hang on the line, everybody else. Thank you so much for watching till next time. Take care and God bless. All right, members only. Uh, so we got to talk about this uh, Bill Gates thing. And I, I talked about this online for a, a little bit on Facebook. And I had a couple of people, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I had a couple of people um, that at first, you know, until I said what I had to say, then, it, you know, they they seem to have changed their minds, which which is good. But at first, they're basically saying that Bill Gates is a demon, he's a horrible person, and, and you know, he, he you know, we... we just just ba- basically we shouldn't even pray for him it, like like that he's too far gone he's not too far gone he's not too far gone because he is still alive <laughs> you know you don't want to limit the power of the holy spirit i mean it, it, it's it, his blood can cover a multitude of sins if bill gates turned to jesus today jesus would accept him you know and that can happen it's not impossible 
Is it unlikely? Probably. It's probably unlikely. But again, with all things, uh, with God, all things are possible. So it's possible that that could happen. But we, we need to pray for him. Obviously, we don't want him to die and burn in hell for all of eternity. Why would we want that? You know what? Because we, because we think he's an evil person and he's, he's done evil things. So it, wouldn't it be much better to have a redemption story for, for him to turn to Christ? Look, Paul, before he was Paul, uh, Paul slaughtered Christians. That, that was like his job. He slaughtered Christians and he came to Christ. And he wrote, he wrote most of the New Testament. Don't we want a story like that? Why would we want a story where the bad guy doesn't turn to Christ, do, doesn't get redeemed, and just dies and burns in hell? I mean, why, why would we ever get any satisfaction out of that? that that's a failure. That, that's, that's, that's a, that, that is an utter failure. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't look good on us. You know, we, we want to pray for people. Uh, and that's, I, I really believe that's a big reason why Jesus tells us to love our enemies, even those who persecute us. I believe that's a big reason why uh, Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they, don't know, they know not what they do. While he was being persecuted, while he was being killed in one of the worst ways imaginable, he was praying for them. What excuse do you have? Has, has Bill Gates nailed you to a cross? Of course not. He, he, he might, and, and the other part of it too is you, you really got to wonder how much is true and how much is just conspiracy theory. You know, not everything you read online is true. And I don't know, I don't know where that line is. So that's why we, we you know, and you don't either. So we got to be humble about it and we have to recognize that it's at least possible some of the things that are said about him are rumors. But even if it's all true, he's still breathing. He can still be redeemed. He's just got to turn to Christ. And that's where we need to pray for him and pray for the moving of the Holy Spirit on him. Uh, so I just wanted to get that out of the way before we get to the story. But here, here's the story. Uh, this comes from Forbes that Bill Gates is calling for a national tracking system. And this is dangerous uh, because this would be for those who aren't vaccinated. If they come up with a corona vaccine, this would be for uh, those who don't, who don't accept the vaccine. And I can't tell you what to do, and I don't even really – I for me, all I can tell you is just my own personal feeling about it. If they come up with a vaccine, I I don't want the vaccine. I But that that's me. I, I will wash my hands as well as I can. I just I, – I don't trust vaccines. Uh, I, I haven't been given a good reason to trust vaccines. Um, now, a vaccine is different than a treatment. If a treatment – was developed for coronavirus and it worked, you know, and it's not something that's changing your DNA or, you know, and, and it, it's not, it would be medication, then fine. Uh, but va vaccines, I, I just, I, I think the risk of what's in the vaccine for me personally, and again, this is not me advising you in any direction one way or another. Um, if, if you feel like you you want to get a vaccine, that doesn't make you less of a Christian or anything. I mean, that anybody who who would say that is is just ridiculous. But for me personally, I don't think the risk, uh, you know, it, it's risk of God knows what in the vaccine or risk of catching the coronavirus. Um, I'd rather just really play it safe and be extremely careful uh, in, in the next coming months. But that's just me. But. But th this this would not only apply to the coronavac coronavirus vaccine if one is ever developed, but any vaccine. This, this is what he's calling for. And, and you know there are people in power who are agreeing with this. 
A week after stepping down from the boards of Microsoft and Berkshire Hathaway, Bill Gates, co-founder of Microsoft and the, se- and the second richest person in the world with a net worth of $97.8 billion, took to Reddit for an Ask Me Anything on COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, sharing his thoughts on how best to deal with the outbreak and its possible long-term effects on the world. A TED Talk by Gates from 2015 recently emerged called The Next Outbreak. We're not ready, given uh, during the Ebola epidemic. Um, so we can skip ahead a little bit because this, this kind of gets into some areas that go a little bit outside. Uh, but he, he, he included the need to have the ability to scale up diagnostics, drugs, and vaccines very rapidly. The technologies exist to do this well if the right investments are made. Um, and again, I just I, I really want to stress, I really want to stress, if you are watching somebody on YouTube and all you're getting about the Bill Gates stuff is just a bunch of vile hatred, I, I would say that is not somebody to follow. I would say that is not somebody who's going to lead you down the spiritual path that Jesus would want for you. Um, I, I don't believe somebody who's doing, who's acting like that is a good shepherd. Um, a, a good Christian leader shouldn't teach you how to hate. You already know how to do that. that that's the problem that we as Christians need to get away from, is, is hate. We need to learn how to love even to people we don't like. Uh, you know, we, we need to learn how to love and pray for them. And there there have been certain ones, certain certain Christian leaders that come to mind, not going to name names, but who will say a lot of very vile things against people like Bill Gates, but I've never heard uh, a call to prayer for that person. You, you know, I, I, I just, I, I don't really hear that. And it's actually, that is an extremely unpopular message. And I do it a lot. I said the same thing about Stephen Hawking, uh, and it was very unpopular. People wanted, a lot of people wanted me to speak hateful things about him, and I just didn't, I wasn't going to do it. And after he passed away, I said, you know, I said, first, we, we don't know if in his last moments he accepted Christ. He might have. We, we don't know that. But... Even if not, we shouldn't take any glee or joy in the fact that he passed away not knowing Christ because there are a lot of people saying comments like, well, he knows now, doesn't he? He knows now, just with this disgusting attitude that Christians shouldn't have. I mean, like, what what are people do? What are, what are, what is going on in people's hearts where, where a non-Christian dies, a non-believer dies? It's very likely he did not accept Christ in his final moments. So he's he's... He's burning in hell for all of eternity, no hope. And then our attitude is is going to be, well, he knows now, doesn't he? <laughs> what, like we're so much better? It, it's sick. It's disgusting. And, and there's there there are a lot of Christians with that attitude. You want to know why there's such a decline in the church today? It's that. It's because of that. It's because we Christians haven't set ourselves apart from the world. We don't do that anymore. You know, we like to say we do with, with our conspiracy theories. We like to say that we're set apart from the world because we know what's really going on. It's not about knowledge. It's not about conspiracy theories. What's in your heart? When Christians are acting like that, they are being the world. They are no better than the world. In a lot of ways, they're worse than the world because uh, the world will at least own what it does. You know, hateful people will just be hateful. And, 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 but they're, Christians, when they do it, they're being hypocrites. That's worse. That, 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 that's so much worse. Um, but I see a lot of that. And, you know, I, I, and just like I said, it's not a popular message and I know it's not, I know there's going to be more people that disagree with me than those who agree with me, 
But if if you are watching somebody online and they are just spilling hatred about a person to you, um, that that just isn't a person to follow. You you, you, you if we're gonna get anywhere with this whole church thing we're doing, you know, for Christ. If we're going to get anywhere reaching the nations, making disciples of all people and things like that, spreading the gospel, we got to we got to learn to do it the way Jesus said to do it. You know, we we have to learn and and I don't want to hear, well, Jesus tipped over the tables and whipped people. Yeah, he's Jesus. He's the judge. He's allowed to do that. Nowhere in the Bible are you going to find a a a commandment from Jesus to us that we need to go whip people too. You'll find a rebuke of that kind of stuff. Remember when Peter cut off the uh, the guard's ear? What did Jesus do? He he rebuked Peter and he healed the ear. Uh, we don't get we don't get to do that. All right. Um, we're we're to love and pray for those even if they're persecuting us, and I, I just don't see that a whole lot. So, however much you hate Bill Gates for whatever reason, you you, you need you need to that that that's a problem with you. Okay, that's a problem with you that you need to get on right away. You need you need to pray for Jesus to turn that around because uh, and I used to live like that, too. So I'm not judging you. I, I'd be a hypocrite if I was. Um, but I, 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 I'm judging you in the way that we're supposed to judge each other. You know, we, we as Christians are supposed to judge each other and I'm doing that. But it's not again, that, that judgment is, isn't out of hate. It, it's supposed to be done out of love. And it, because I do love and care about all of you. Uh, and I, I, I want you to be better. Just like if you saw me doing something wrong, you would probably want to tell me about it. Cause not because you hate me, but because you would want me to, you'd want to see me thrive and do better and succeed. Same here. And I want to see more powerful witnesses, uh, for the gospel. I want to see more powerful, um, testimonies. I, I want to see better, uh, witnesses for the message of Jesus out there preaching the gospel. That's why there's a decline, you know? That's why there's the decline in the church, why people aren't interested in Christianity anymore, because they see us and they see the world. Except the world isn't telling them that they have to stop doing all the bad stuff they're doing. So they're going to they're gonna pick the world. You know, we're not offering anybody anything. We're offering them the same hate that they get everywhere else. It's, it's disgusting. It's a perversion of the gospel. And, and you're, you're only consigning people to hell by having that attitude. And then you're laughing at them when they do die without Christ saying things like, you know, well, he knows now, doesn't he? And, and I know, I, I'm, I'm sure, if, if Bill Gates doesn't repent and when he passes away and when he stands in, you know, judgment, the rest of us that are left here on earth, there's going to be a good number of Christians and conspiracy theorists that are going to celebrate. And that is really sad. That is really, the, the, the church is in a sad state and there's, there's not a lot of people preaching love anymore. It doesn't mean you got to love what he does, but he is a fellow human being, just like you, just like me. And he can be saved if he repents. So we need to pray for that. But anyway, uh, so if you're if you're following people online that that are teaching you to hate the, these people, that is not someone to follow. That is not someone that's going to get you anywhere. Uh, that, that that's not a good shepherd. And there are more of those people out there calling themselves Christian leaders than there are in the other direction. You know, I, I, there are very few people like on my side who are saying, no, don't hate him. Pray for him. You know, love him. Pray for him. Uh, he, he, could, he could be. Imagine if he came to Christ with, with his connections and, and his, his capabilities. Can you imagine what a powerful warrior for Christ he could be? 
And, you know, I, I, I get I get made fun of when I say stuff like that because people people call me foolish and everything because, like, it's never going to happen, Josh. Well, I think that attitude is really foolish because what if what if Christians said that about Paul? Can, can, do, you, do you imagine that no Christians prayed for Paul when he was when he was persecuting them? I bet you back then, first century Christianity, I bet you every single Christian that Paul persecuted, that Paul killed, I bet every single one of them prayed for him because they knew what prayer was. They knew the importance of loving your enemy even when they persecute you, and they would have wanted to follow the example of Christ because that's exactly what Jesus did. He prayed for those who are who were who persecuting him. And... um. And look what happened with Paul. He sure got saved, didn't he? There is no reason that that couldn't happen with somebody like Bill Gates. Now, if you don't pray for him, if we don't, if we as Christians, if if every single Christian, if every single Christian, and even just in America, let's say, if if all of us cried out to God and and just begged and pleaded with God on behalf of Bill Gates' eternal soul. Don't you you, you think that God's going to ignore that because because Bill Gates did something bad? You think he's going to ignore that? Of course not. He he he's going to give he, he if we do that. I mean, God's going to give Bill Gates every chance. I mean, look at look at look at the lengths that Jesus went to for Paul to be saved. He he showed up right in front of him. There's no reason that he couldn't do that with Bill Gates, but we need to pray for that kind of stuff. That's why we don't see miracles anymore. We don't see that kind of stuff. We need to pray for that. You know, we, we hear stories about people uh, like um, followers of Islam, Muslims uh, in the Middle East, that they, they see visions of Jesus. You know why that is? Because there are persecuted Christians in the Middle East who know what prayer is all about. They still have that first century mindset. They're being persecuted and they're praying for these people. That's why you're seeing all these miracles happen with Muslims. They see Jesus and they get saved and become Christian. You're not seeing that here in America because here, Americanized Christianity, we don't pray for uh, anybody anymore. You know, we'll pray for our friends or our family, but we don't pray for people who we feel is persecuting us. And they're not, they're, to the level that's happening, like what's happening in the Middle East and China, they're, they're not persecuting us here in America in, in, in that way. But we we're so sensitive and and we get so bent out of shape over every little thing. We we read a conspiracy theory online about Bill Gates and then we just all of a sudden decide that he's not worthy. He's not uh, he, he's he's not worthy of even the chance of salvation. He's not worthy of our prayers. And then when he dies, we'll say, "Well, he knows now, doesn't he?" It's just it's sickening and it needs to stop. Okay. Um. So this the story continues. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, this week said that mass production of a vaccine would likely not occur for 12 to 8 months. And Gates concurred, saying that lots of manufacturing would need to be built to provide billions of vaccines to protect the world, and that the first vaccines, which would go to the healthcare workers and critical workers, could happen before 18 months uh, uh, if everything goes well. Uh, but they're not sure. Um, let me find the part here where... Uh, where he said controlled distribution strategy, the only model, okay, this is from Gates. He said, the only model that is known to work is a serious social distancing effort, shutdown estimating if a country does a good job uh, with testing and shutdown within six to 10 weeks, they could see few cases, okay? Um, which I actually agree with that, by the way. But what I don't agree with is this next thing. So he, he called, 
uh, Gates called for a, quote, national tracking system similar to South Korea, saying that uh, in Seattle, the University of Washington is providing thousands of tests per day, but no one is connected to a national tracking system. Whenever there is a positive test, it should be seen to understand where the disease is and whether we need to strengthen the social distancing. This is exactly uh, the technology needed for the Mark of the Beast system. This is this is what, what that is based on. It, it, how, how else can you track who has the mark and who doesn't, who, who can't buy or sell? Imagine if something like this happens again, or it could be this, but imagine if something like this coronavirus thing happens again, uh, and they use this national tracking system, because maybe they don't do it this time, but maybe with the next one they do, and they find who those who don't accept the mark, those who don't accept what what cure there is all of a sudden they're not allowed in stores anymore because they could infect the rest you know th this this national database of people who aren't vaccinated for one thing I, i've never heard a, a good reason for this if if you're so confident vaccines work me being vaccinated is not a threat to you it would only be a threat to other people who aren't vaccinated so why do you need me to be vaccinated like that that has never made any sense to me but they'll say that they 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 will and have they have said that people who don't vaccinate are a threat to the rest of uh, the rest of humanity. I, I don't I don't see that. If you get vaccinated, you should be fine, right? But uh, that kind of stuff is going to continue. The lies and and uh, all of that's going to continue, and it could very easily turn into a scenario where you can't go into social places like grocery markets. Uh, to buy or sell you, you you won't be able to you won't be able to participate in the economy now w this is not the mark of the beast okay the, a, a coronavirus vaccine is not a mark of the beast why not because part part of accepting the mark means that you actively consciously awareingly awareingly is that a word uh, with awareness you have to worship the beast and and you have to worship his image okay so we're not there yet no one no one's asking you to worship anything to to get a vaccine but that time will come that time will absolutely come uh and we read about it in revelation all right we're going to call it good there thank you so much for uh watching and please share this video around to those who you believe it could help uh especially if you found benefit in it um but it, it helps us share it from dailyrenegade.com that's the best place to share it from share the video on all your social media share all of our videos we could really use your help uh in doing that especially if you're a member because you you got you 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 have a stock in this as well you know you you, you want this to succeed as well, I'm sure. Otherwise, you wouldn't be supporting us financially. So a great, great way you can help is not only with your uh, membership, but by helping us get the word out and share all these videos. It's, that, that, that's the best thing you can do. That almost even more than the membership itself. Uh, but we do need the, you know, we I, the, the point of sharing the video is so, you know, people can get the truth. And then if they want, they can get the membership. So uh, please help us do that. Thank you so much. Uh, and until next time, take care and God bless.